Good evening, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. We have a really good show for you tonight. I like doing shows like this about people who've struggled. I mean, we all struggle, but people that have really struggled and then find a way to pull themselves up and out. Um, because I think we all need that kind of inspiration. Um, God, this week I've needed that kind of inspiration. <laughs> Our show is sponsored by... Chris Dental Family Dentistry, where you're welcome, where your civil liberties are welcome, where your freedom of medical choice is welcome. Uh, Dr. Bratlin is, is a guy who every patient he gives his personal cell phone to because if you're in pain, he wants to know about it. So if you're going to a dentist, go up and ask him, hey, can I get your personal cell phone? If he says no, transfer to Dr. Michael Bratlin. Also, Albert Taylor, Endless Possibilities, an organization that works with people with different abilities in the community. If you're looking for a place to go, a job that you might want that uh, would actually fulfill you. We're going to show you a little video a little bit later of one of their uh, folks that they work with and uh, why it's so important. We're doing an educational series for them, and you'll see some of that. Also... New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center, and they also do red light therapy. Uh, they also do massage, um, and they also now have a sauna that you can go into their office and sit in. Um, Matt's all about alternative medicine, and you're going to hear a little bit about that tonight on the show tonight, because that's partly what helped change the young man you're going to meet uh, in his life. And I call him a young man, even though he's in his 40s, because I met him a long time ago, and compared to me... He's a young man. <laughs> and rains, heating and air conditioning. If you have a, if you're getting ready for winter, uh, you need to have, they have a special going on right now. They'll clean your fireplace. Uh, if it's a gas fireplace, also uh, they do uh, maintenance. And one thing I know is you do not want to have your maintenance need to be done when you have an ice storm or a snowstorm fall in Oregon. I've had that happen several times and you get to be in line and wait with all the other people that didn't have the maintenance plan. So called rains, heating and air conditioning out of Cresswell. Uh, Bradley and his wife are great sponsors of our show. Here's our topic, Johnny Long, welcome to the show, man. It's good to see you. Thanks a lot, Rick, it's been a long time. Oh, you guys, so just to refresh, tell people how you and I met the first time and, and kind of how that story went. I'd I want to hear it from your perspective. So our first interview or the first time I ever met you? Oh, well, what's the first time you ever met me? I don't remember that one. No, the first time I ever met you was back when it was still 24-hour fitness. You actually offered to spot me when I was in high school at the gym. Huh. And you were, you were a friendly face who was helping out a kid who was training for some football. And, uh, yeah, that was the very first time I met you was actually at the gym a very, very long time, probably 25 years ago. And then you called me one day and you said, cause you were kind of messed up, mixed up in drugs and everything and kind of tell people that story. Yeah. So the last interview that I did with you, we did the, uh, through the wash and it was just kind of my story of struggle and just trying to share my story a little bit, because I think that the more people are willing to share that they're not perfect and life's not always going to be perfect, no matter how great we make it feel. I was struggling and, and you gave me an opportunity to share that with people. And it, it got a lot of responses, positive responses for me and built some great lifelong friendships that I've really, I've been able to establish with those people. 
a great network of support and it was all through an opportunity and just it was me commenting on something you had posted once upon a time and you saw it and you reached out and gave me an opportunity to have a platform man it really meant a lot to me well johnny came on the show it was so funny because i'll i still tell people that show we had a show called at the car wash and it was coburg road car wash and the interview would last as long as you go through the car wash so we'd get out and go through the car wash and stuff so i didn't know johnny i just saw this great comment i knew it's a little bit that he'd been on drugs and hooked and and was trying to get off and he really wanted to help other people. Um, and uh, so I invited him on the show and we get in the car and we're starting to get ready to go. And I, I had to run a camera. And so I said, Johnny, you're going to have to drive my truck. And Johnny goes, well, I'm a felon and, and I'm in parole and I can't drive a car. I don't have a driver's license. And I said, well, we're on private, private property, so you can do this. And then I looked down and I go, is that an ankle bracelet? And he goes, yeah, here's my permission slip for my parole officer that I can even be here. And I will never forget that. I'm like, and we did this all live. And then Johnny drove us through the car wash and we got to the end. And there's like a 12 foot of section of a public road that Johnny has to drive on. And he looks at me and he goes, what do I do? And so here I am, I go, just drive it. And so here's the news guy telling a felon to, to break the law on, on camera for the whole world to see. Never got arrested for it, but it's one of the shows I remember the most. Cause it, and, and you had tears in your eyes and I had tears in my eyes. You, yeah. you had a real struggle. What kind of, what, what happened with you? Like in the beginning? So in the beginning, it was a lot like everybody else. You know, I went to the doctor cause I had pain and they told me if they had a pill that was going to make me feel better. Um, I started taking the pills uh, just like they told me to, but I had somebody in my circle that I didn't know had an addiction at the time. And so they were taking my pills as well. So when I took my pills in to get a pill count with my doctor, my numbers were off and they cut me off my pain management plan. So I, uh, I turned to the guys at the gym first, trying to find somebody who could help me out so that I could keep taking my pain meds. And then I eroded all the way into heroin and fentanyl, just like everybody else. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I forgot that I had the monitor on during that interview. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. That's how far I've come. That was, I was doing six months of house arrest because I had turned myself in after I overdosed. Um, cause I tried to, I mean, I, something I didn't really talk about a lot in the beginning, but I tried to kill myself. Um, I was, I was really struggling and I couldn't quit and I tried and I tried and I tried and I couldn't quit. And so I figured if I couldn't quit drugs, then I was going to quit life because I didn't want those two things to be together. So what and, was uh, the, what was the drug? What was it that you were on? Oxycontin? It, I was, I was mostly heroin, but I was one of those first people that had overdosed on fentanyl five years ago. And I've actually been clean since. So you've been in jail how many times? So I, after that point, I ended up going back um, to prison. Actually, I ended up getting revoked on that downward departure that I was serving at that point in time um, over some, some really unfortunate situations. And luckily I'm, I'm able to complete that time, get that all off the table no new charges or anything, but I was revoked on my uh, downward departure. So, and, and you had people that were close to you that weren't really supportive, if I remember correctly. Yeah, there's, um, you know, I've had to learn a lot through this, man. And I've learned that as long as I love me, it doesn't matter who else does. And it's been a hell of a struggle trying to learn that. But being how able you, to tackle... What, what, what does that look like? I mean, because you're, you're a pretty emotional guy. Yeah, very much. You know, for me, what that looks like is I need to recognize, I need to really take the time to put into my decision-making process. Even the words that I choose, I want to choose them wisely because things leave a mark. If I say or do something, it resonates with people around me. And so whether that's 
intentionally malicious or just being thoughtless in my approach to people. Like, I need to be able to approach every situation, trying to draw out what I'm looking to draw out of the situation without being malicious or hurtful to other people. I can't be selfish just because I'm trying to serve myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you, you know, I, I had somebody tell me the other day, um, and I love this line, Rick, it's none of your business what other people think of you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, that is huge. That's something being here. And so I travel a lot for work. As you mentioned, I, I just got back from Orlando. I was in Oregon for a couple of days. Now I'm back in Vegas. But this go, 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 it's really been a an eye opener for me to see what the world is like, not just what a cell or addiction or Oregon. It's really allowed me to open up my eyes and it's given me opportunities to see things that I wasn't even looking at. It's like I was in existence in a snow globe and there was a whole world around me, you know? Do you think it's like that for people? Like I kind of noticed that with me and I traveled quite a bit, um, but being in Oregon, once you get outside of there, I think it's good for people to leave for a while, not necessarily for the rest of your life, but to leave because you get locked into a reality that really isn't the whole, you know, other people in the world don't think like that. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's something that I've had the, the, people that I'm in business with now, that's, that's something they've been preaching is the working on bettering myself and my life. And those, those ripples that I make, because we have a ripple effect on the world, whether we know it or not, every decision, every thought, every action, every word spoken, it resonates with somebody somewhere. And if we don't take the time to be cautious and, and building for ourselves and, and going to pursue those things, nobody's going to do it for us. You know, I can't, I can't rely on somebody else to build a career for me. I can't rely on somebody else to put a dollar in my bank account. I can't, I have to work on myself and I've, I'm finally being a man for a change. And it's been a long time since I could say I've, I have to step up and I have to do what I have to do. Cause you, cause I was listening to a podcast this morning and they were talking about one of the things that this was a, uh, actually a very far left person talking about what the far left has done wrong, not to pick on one party or the other, but just in terms of, but not having any accountability and, do, do you think culture doesn't require enough accountability from people for their actions and their words? Absolutely. Um, I, yes, <laughs> there's, there's absolutely a lack of accountability with everybody. I think the worst part is, is that there's alliances, even within friendship circles, within business partnerships that I've seen how people, they, they will co-sign each other's bullshit, excuse my language, but they will, they will jump on the bandwagon with whatever somebody else is saying, taking no accountability for truth or reality. And they want to, they pervert into their own truth what they choose to do. They won't take accountability. They'd rather make up an entire new narrative instead of just taking accountability for what they've done or what they need to do, I guess. Did you do that? Absolutely. You know, when I went away, I went to prison for two years and it wasn't anything, I mean, I can't say only two years, two years is a long time to lose out of your life. Yeah. But I took it as an opportunity to read books on theology and to try to study and find out what I believe in. I wanted to walk out a better version of myself. I meditated every single day. I've spent thousands of hours meditating now. I've tried to work on my overall nutrition, my wellness. I've, I've, now I focus on what I call my four pillars of health, physical, mental, spiritual, and financial. As long as I work on those four like major factors in my life, everything else will fall into line. And I have to keep those in balance. If I put too much focus in one, my whole life will topple over. What was the lie that you believed that you learned in prison um, not to believe about Johnny Long? What I learned is that I'm capable of anything. I, and you I didn't sat believe there, that before that. You didn't believe that before that. So, so 
I, I, I told myself I believed it. And that was really close. I could convince a lot of people because I'm a good salesman, <laughs> but I you're didn't. A good, you're a good bullshitter. <laughs> that's something that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but for me, I never really was in that spot where I stepped back and I looked at, wow, I did sell drugs and I did, I did put people in bad situations and I, people lost their lives because of drugs. And that was something I was a part of, you know, I, I never really, until I meditated and honestly going to prison during COVID sucked, man, you're spending sometimes days in a cell, not even getting out to shower for two to three days, sometimes locked up because COVID's their excuse. I got COVID while I was in prison because their protocols were so good. But in that situation, like I was so frustrated that I was like, how are they sending me to prison now? I've been clean for three years. How are they sending me to prison now when I've done all of these good things and I haven't broke the law? And then at a certain point, I got the answer in the silence. <laughs> and I told myself, because you broke the law, asshole. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I did it. I created that ripple five years before that gave me the opportunity to go to prison. And I did because of what I did. So I didn't was, have to. So, huh? Was, was prison good for you? You know, I never thought that I could say it, but absolutely. It gave me a chance to find Like peace. a break? To take a break from yes. being Johnny Long? Yes, because I'll tell you, there's not a whole lot of times that you can just sit there and read hundreds of pages a day or meditate for hours or play cards or work on physical fitness. I got down to 179 pounds while I was in there because working out was a big part of my life. It, it gave me a chance to find direction. And what the biggest thing that I had to realize is, is that not all of what I found in there transitions out here, but there's really important parts that do good behaviors and good habits, scheduling, being able to realize that I don't have to wake up in the morning and look at the call outs, which is how the prisoners or the guards tell you where you need to be and when you need to be there. I can make my own schedule. I can have my own game plan for my own life. I don't need another man to tell me what to do. And it gave me that chance to grow and realize, no, I'm the one who sets the boundaries for my life now. This, There's no more bumpers. It's no more safety. This is what it is. It's life and it's happening and I have to do it right. Did you used to blame other people for Johnny Long's problems? And, and did prison teach you that? I'm just asking. So, yeah. So I've been, I've always been pretty good at taking accountability. I feel um, there were some things that I dismissed and I realized that's because I didn't like the person that that made me out to be. And then I realized that I am the sum of my actions. <laughs> and so <laughs> if I didn't want to be a bad person, I couldn't act like a bad person. And so I had to take that personal accountability. And I think leaving the parts of me there that I could, because I, I really feel like I left a lot of baggage there, you know, it, it, would I ever want to go back? Absolutely not. It was a terrible experience. The food sucks. The people are pain in the ass, most of them, <laughs> but there's some really good people there too. And I met some people who had some very unique life experiences and some things that they could teach me that I never would have known otherwise, but to take those moments. And that's how I kind of feel like my, my journey it was supposed to happen that way. Whether I like it or not, I was supposed to be there to hear those stories, to help those people. And there were some some folks that I became very good friends with that, that needed basic help on like how to build their credit and how to do life coaching and goal setting long-term and short-term and just mental health things to help people with that they didn't have anybody else who's taken the time to talk with them about a unique skill set that I brought to there that I could help other people in that same process. So I tried to make the most of it, you know? So how was that that's being useful and, and being of purpose? Does that say a lot to a guy like you? So I realized that there's that small part of me that when I sold drugs is because I liked being the guy that made people feel better. I liked being that person that when your day was shit, you called me and then you started to smile. 
I liked having that effect on people. And I realized that I could do that with my, my own energy and my own effort. I didn't have to be bringing drugs to bring happiness and joy to people. So I, I feel a lot better about where I'm at now, you know? So how do you feel in Oregon? They have a measure, measure 110 that passed where basically most drugs are legalized now. Um, how, how do you, how do you feel about that? Well, let me tell you, at first I was disgruntled <laughs> to find out that other people are now getting a ticket for what I went to prison for. Um, but yeah, there it's still personal accountability. It was illegal when I did it. Um, you know, just because they said murder was legal tomorrow didn't mean that I would do it. And, you know, I, I would know that it was still wrong. And so just because they made it legal for everybody doesn't mean that it's any less wrong for me. And I know the purpose of what that law is supposed to do, but it's not doing it. It's failing big time. Do you, is it, is it hurting more people like yourself as you used to be? So it's, yeah, is the old version of myself. Absolutely. Because now I don't have that. Uh, honestly, fear of drying out is one of the things that a lot of opiate addicts have. They don't want to go withdraw in jail or prison, but if all you're getting is a ticket and getting sent home, then you really don't have much to fear. They're going to slap you on your wrist, take your drugs. You're going to go get more drugs. It's, it's not serving the purpose that it was supposed to. Now it's just getting outstanding court fees, which are going to cause more suspended licenses, which are just going to cause, like I said, ripples, everything in the world creates ripples and recognizing that they're not creating the right ripples. You're a smart guy, aren't you? I like to think so. No, you're very articulate and, and, um, and I think you've got to get good ahead on your shoulders. Um, what does your mom think today? I literally just spoke with my mom. Uh, she was helping clean my house because I'm so busy uh, out traveling the world now that she's got to help pick up some of the loose ends. So uh, she's very proud of me. She's she's excited for the growth. She's excited to see this next step in my journey. And as always, I mean, you've known my mother for a very long time and she's just always been there to support me. She's We have our differences and we argue like crazy sometimes, but it's because she loves and, and I love the way that she does and we're passionate about things. So we love big and we, we fight big too, but, but it's all coming together. <laughs> okay. I want you to hold that thought. When we come back, I want you to answer the question um, of uh, like, what are you most excited about in your life now? And kind of tell people what you're doing and what that is about. So hang on just a second real quick. Absolutely. Because of my disability takes more concentration. Yeah, I, I understand a lot more than people think that I'm different in some ways, that I'm a great person. I help with people. I help do things because I'm always happy and excited that I need more help than some others of my disability. Sometimes it takes me longer to process everything. Remembering a person, it does matter. Yeah, I think I matter. Yeah, you have to be kind to people. Otherwise, you don't get anywhere. Wow, that's the first time um, I put that together. This is just really weird. I'm just, I got, I'm all teary. I, uh, we put that together. We're doing this series for Albert Taylor. Um, they work with people with different abilities and um, we're trying to let the people with different abilities explain to the rest of the world what they need from us. Um, I think that's better than having people like myself tell you what to do with people, let them tell you. And I haven't sat and watched that in the, you know, like as a yeah. person. And that is that I'm sitting there going, oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. powerful. And it fits in really nicely with what's going on with you. Cause I mean, yeah. we, we have run into each other 
many times over the years and then you'd be back in prison and I, you know, or something would happen and, and that kind of stuff. And yeah. then when you called me, you said, Rick, I got one hell of a story to tell you. And I was so yeah. excited to be able to let you share kind of what you're doing now. Cause you kind of found, I, you know, I, I believe Johnny with all my heart that we're all writing our own story and we get to edit it and we get things that we get to move and, and, and you can't take things out, but you can, you can remove the damage from them. And, and you've done that. So you've been this like great editor and you got a, you know, two years to sit in a cell and really figure out what you don't. Most people don't get that and really get to figure out what you don't want in your life and what you do want. And now you found a career, you know, for now, but who knows, but with that, yeah. but you're really helping people. So tell people what you're doing. So I actually, I have a great friend of mine, Marco, who has been, we've known each other for almost 20 years now as well. We met at the gym. Uh, we worked together early on in our careers in sales and he works with a company or he's a, a partner in a company now it's called breathe uh, modern wellness they have locations in las vegas and orlando and so i travel around to the stores i'm helping out with a little bit of training on some stuff that they do there and i'm helping out with uh, the customer experience in those places as well but what we do is we focus all on modern wellness and the reason that i'm so passionate about it is because if i knew how to fix my pain without taking those pills i would never would have started on that little path down to addiction you know and so what we do is people come in, if you're trying to uh, get over jet lag, if you're trying to recover from um, a hangover, even we do oxygen bars and vitamin infusions and all that kind of stuff. But we also do uh, like massage therapy. We do uh, red light therapy. We do all different, uh, different types of therapy to be able to help out with pain management, uh, anti-inflammatory properties, all that kind of stuff. So I'm so helping people now find the solution before they find the problem. So you, the, the thing that, you know, like I know, cause Matt, one of our sponsors, New Leaf Hyperbarics, they do red light therapy at their place and it's highly effective. I did yep. it just like late in, he has a bed that you lay in and, and you know, like suntan bed, but it's ultraviolet light and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I came out of there after 20 minutes going, whoa, this is, you know, it, there's so much to it. I mean, light is yeah. huge. Yeah. So the, that's something I really love. And actually I've, I've had personal experience at um, New Leaf Hyperbarics, right? Amazing place. I absolutely loved it. I did the red light therapy on my right shoulder. I heard it in a car accident not long ago. Um, so I was dealing with some pain there, but I went and I did the hyperbarics. So I was kind of on a wellness kick where I've been trying everything from acupuncture to massage therapy, um, all different stuff, just trying to find out what I can do to make myself feel better without taking medication. So like I said, I've now been five years, uh, as of September 22nd, it's been five years that I've been off of heroin. So trying to do whatever I can to find a better quality of life without drugs. And see, what's kind of cool, because for you, you really can't use anything because you risk falling right back into that because your body's set up for that. So you have yeah. to try these other modalities. And, and um, I've done acupuncture too for shoulder problems, and it, it was highly effective. And I think... Yeah. What people forget is, you know, they call doctors, they say they're in a medical practice. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> they're practicing. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But you, but, you know, you start getting out there and, and nothing against doctors, but it's like drugs don't solve everything. I mean, I have some, you know, that there's drugs that we have to take sometimes for different things. And I'm, I'm glad that they are there when we need them. But there's so many other ways that you're doing this. So, what do you do? So you actually like people coming in and they're having pain and you're seeing yourself and going, I can, I can help this person and keep them from ever having to go down that horrible road. So I do two different things. The, the store experience, like at the, the wellness centers, it's an oxygen bar where you come in, we set you up with a nose cannulas to be able to get your oxygen flowing. 
Um, we do some massage guns on your back and some stim units and all that kind of stuff for, uh, to like help like relieve the back pain, back pressure. But if we identify any areas of like arthritis or autoimmune disorders, um, if we identify, I mean, just about anything, even for mental health disorders, red light therapy is being now studied to treat so many different things with yeah. little to no side effects. And so if we identify something where they need the red light therapy, then I focus mostly on that. Um, but what I also do in Orlando, I was actually just at the Disney marathon, um, for their half marathon. And they had a couple other events last week. Uh, but I was down in Orlando for that. And we were doing solely red light therapy set up where it's everybody who's coming in and doing, um, uh, like athletic applications, people who are yeah. fatiguing their muscles or sports recovery or hurting themselves. But there's so many applications of red light therapy now, and there's so little side effects, but we do both red and infrared. We even have some blue light therapy and some other stuff as well. But um, that's kind of my specialty right now is I'm really working on light therapy and ways that we can find out how to harness those benefits and have something that has no side effects. Okay. So here's kind of a weird question and you can think about it. What, what, like, so Johnny Long, what is your basic belief? Like, what do you believe to be true? Um, you know, like, a, like if you said, if somebody said, what is the basis of Johnny Long? Like, what do you think? Like for me, I'll, I'll give you just like, a, for me, I believe everybody has a voice and they should be able to use it, whether I agree with you or not. And I really, that's like why I do everything I do. So why does Johnny Long, what does he believe and why does he do what he does? You know, there's a quote, I think it's Marianne Williamson. She says, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. And I want to show people that. I want to show people that they can overcome whatever's put in front of them. They can fix themselves. They can heal themselves in ways that they've never imagined. And you can overcome so much and get to the next step. It's always going to be something harder. Bruce Lee says, pray not for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. And that's what I want. It's like I said, I want to help people endure. I want to show people that they can be stronger, that they can be better, and they can keep going. So you, when you say that, when you talk about that, I sense there's a lot of emotion there. Yeah. And what is that? I'm still overcoming stuff every day. My life looks like a dream from the outside, but it's hard. And I have to make that struggle every day to do what I know is right, to be good to people. I'm still working on getting my kids back. And it's just looking back at how many hurdles I've overcame it gives me that pride and the energy to get to the next one, you know? Yeah. Cause you have to, you have to look beyond. I, I had a lady, I was having a real bad day yesterday, just really bad. And this lady at the pool, um, she says, you know what, Rick, you have to kind of get up in the air over your life and then buzz around in a little plane and look down from a different perspective. And I don't know why, Johnny, I don't know why that made sense to me. It was like, I'm too much living in it. And all yeah. I can see is, is I get clouded in and going, the world's going to fall apart. I can't, I, it, you know, everybody's going to disown me and I'm not going to have this anymore. And, and I mean, you know, I mean, I, I suffer with depression and I get, and I get really like yesterday was pretty low where, you know, yeah. my wife's calling me throughout the day and I have friends that, you know, how you doing, you know? And yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, and I don't think a lot of us don't really want to admit that, but what I love about what you do, well, one, I just love your heart because I think you're like, like the real deal. Like just, you're a kid who started off fine. You were going to do some stuff. You got messed in, you got mixed in, things started falling apart, but you keep coming back. You know what I mean? And you, and you get, you overcome it. And I love seeing you where you're at now because you're, you really got, you're, you're, you are such a smart man. And I think you now you always had the brain. You just didn't have your head on your shoulders. Right. Absolutely. 
you know, I get, I get knocked down a lot, but I've never been knocked out. And that's kind of my philosophy on life. You know, I'm, I'm a lot about quotes. I read a lot of them when I was locked up and Mike Tyson says, uh, everybody has a plan to get punched in the face. And so my life was just to be ready to be punched in the face all the time, literally and metaphorically, you know, life is going to throw you curveballs. It's going to be hard. You're going to miss connection flights. You're going to be home late. You're going to miss out on this opportunity or that opportunity because you're trying to do what you need to do here. And you're trying to fill so many things and wear so many hats. It's exhausting. And I literally, I, w- I was so tired last night that I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I, I've never had that happen, but I was just staring at the ceiling, realizing again, I'm in a home that's not my home. I'm in the city that is not where my dogs are at. I just want to be in my own bed, but knowing I have a job to do and I'm going to come out here and I'm going to kick ass and I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to make my money and I'm going to go home and I'm going to live that great life. But like I said, on the outside, it's easy to see somebody who gets to travel all the time, do all these things. And yes, it's awesome. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. It's worth the effort, but it's a lot of effort, right? It's hard. A good life is not easy. So Johnny went to long, long ago, um, when God was putting the earth together and, you know, Adam was done aiming, naming all the animals and, and way, way in the future in the 1980s or nineties, whenever you were born, God knew there was going to be this guy named Johnny long that was going to be born. What do you think his plan for your life was and is, you know, I hope to inspire people. If, if it is, if this whole journey inspires people, it was worth it. There were some really, really tough times, really hard nightmare things, unspeakable things that I don't ever want to have to think about or talk about again. But if I can inspire one person to choose not to do drugs, not to rob somebody, not to do something stupid, not to to take that pill just because somebody says you need to know the side effects of life. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to realize there's consequences for every action. Life is not as easy as a medication bottle is going to tell you there's side effects. There's things that we're going to experience every day. They're going to have side effects, choices that we make, everything. Like I said, that's something that resonates with me so much now as I always imagine I'm that pebble and I'm creating ripples. I want those ripples to be good stuff, not bad stuff. So what's your hope? For the future. My hope, my hope is still to reunite with my kids. That's hard, huh? Yeah. It's real hard. Yeah. If I knew 15 years ago, picking up drugs would have cost me so many days and nights with my kids. I never would have done it. Yeah. What do you say to that woman or man out there who's where you were five years ago, 10 years ago right now. And, you know, it's just thanks. Uh, yeah, but that's, I, I can't get out of this. I'm, I gotta, you know, you make up a lot of excuses, don't we? Yeah. What would you say um, to them? Every day that goes by, it makes it a little bit harder to start now. You know, whether it's that person who battles and tries to go to treatment 15 times and finally gets it to stick or somebody like me who is blessed, I, I overdosed and I, I woke up and just didn't want it anymore. You know, I just, I knew that chapter was closed in my life, but just know that it's never too late for you to start that new chapter. Like you said, it was something I wrote in my journal when I was locked up actually. And it, something you said earlier resonated with me is I realized that I'm the one writing my autobiography and 
that means I'm the one that holds the pen. So I get to choose if it's a, a, a story of heroics, if it's a story of tragedy and, and, and sorrow, I get to choose what my life is going to be. So I'm just going to keep writing a story and I'm going to, I'm going to write one worth reading. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, I love that Johnny. Cause I, I'm, I think I'm going to start doing podcasts about that whole idea and had a guy write me this morning from England and I did a TikTok live the other day and, and brought that up about editing your life. And he said how much that meant to him. And I'm like, you know, and right now just thinking of yesterday, it's like, what do I need yeah. to edit out of my life? And I think we're so afraid that sometimes it's like a big thing, like, like take the paper, wad it up and throw it away. That, that chapter does, didn't work. Um, yeah. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's not part of your history and it's, it's there, but it means, okay, that didn't work. I don't want that in there. And I always feel like, you know, kind of like God is standing over my shoulder and he's got his hand on my thing and going, you know, Rick, I made you as a, a human being with choice. Cause you know, God's very pro choice for people. Um, yeah. And I want you to choose what you're going to do, but I, I got some ideas and I'd, I'd love to, if you spend a little time with me, I'd love to hand those ideas to you and kind of give them to you. And, and you said you picked up books on theology. Did you get, did you find more, attraction to to god and what was going on or what, what did that look like so it it really it's it's still a journey of finding out exactly what my higher power looks like to me but i've i've had a chance to to look at everything from some really obscure books <laughs> to i read the bible <laughs> i was incarcerated um i read uh books on like tantra and mm -hmm. and some even like like i said some more obscure stuff that just it was i feel that i can't properly say that this is something that I am unless I have tried to look through everything. Right. And so I tried to be open-minded and there were things like even in really obscure books, like the book of laws is a very dark book, but there were things that they said in there that, that still seemed profound and deep. So I think to be able to take all different things and understand what parts are true to you, you know, cause obviously right. there's, there's truth. And, and I'm not going to get into trying to dictate no, what that right. is to anybody else. But, um, but for me, I personally choose to call my higher power God. I've, right. I've been through enough now where, where the prayers that have been answered have been by God. <laughs> and that's, that's really, um, that's what I took out of all of it is everything I read. They all had some great little pieces here and there that made sense. Um, and some things that I could take out of it, it made it worthwhile reading it, but it also gave me some things that were not what I believe or not what I choose to, to subscribe to. So, so last question for you, what, what are you most excited about right now in 2024 or coming up in 2024? Well, I will tell you where I'm sitting right now. I am looking at the sphere in Las Vegas, right in front of me. And I have a suite all week right in the middle of the formula one racetrack. <laughs> so my life is what I'm looking forward to because every opportunity I'm going to seize it. I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to love it because I'm not in a cell. I can go walk under the stars at night. I don't have to have a celly in my, in my bunk because there's a lockdown or something stupid. I have complete freedom. This is the first year and some time that I have not had incarceration. I haven't had a downward departure over my head. I haven't had any craziness going on. I've done what I was supposed to do. I've, I've paid my debt to society and to have absolute freedom to really enjoy what this world has to offer. Okay. I, I lied. One more question. What would you, what would you, what do you tell your kids? What would you tell when you get back with your kids? What would you tell them? What I want them to know is that I'm sorry. 
And if I knew now what I knew then, I never would have made the choices that led us down this road. Yeah. That they're still my world. And that you you got a big heart, Johnny Long. I will I say, anybody out there who's thinking about touching drugs, if you haven't yet, don't do it. And if you've started now and you're not having withdrawals, get out while you can. Trust me, it's not going to get any easier, and it will cost you fucking everything. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Long, I'm really proud to know you. I appreciate you, man. I always do. You know, oh, and I like, I, I just love your heart. I like who you, that little, you know, that tender... I can almost see you, you know, I got to get that beard off there, but as a little kid, I mean, you were <laughs> right. probably, you're probably a little mischief maker like me, but, um, yeah. but, but there was, your mom always knew that deep inside there, there was a, a good boy and he just yeah. needed to find a way to come out. And I think you found your way out. And I really like that. I feel like I've been on this journey with you, <laughs> you, you know, know and, it's kind of fun. And that's why I wanted to say hello, because it's been so long since we've actually spoken, but you, you've been a big part of this journey, whether it was, you know, like I said, responding to a couple comments that I made, which led into an interview, which is, you know, like you said, led into us bumping into each other in numerous different events and things. But it's always nice to see you ever since I was young. You've always been a very pleasant human being. I've always appreciated just who you are from your media stuff to just your personality, man. You're a great person. I appreciate you. Thank you, Johnny. So tell people how they can find your product. Like what are, is there a website or something they can go to? Yes. So our product is available at glowpulsered.com. Or if you look at Breathe Oxygen Bar, anybody can also add me as well if they'd like to be able to have any direct connections. I can do outstanding prices. Okay. All right. Johnny Long, go back to your Vegas. And <laughs> <laughs> remember, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you later, man. All right. See you later, Rick. Thanks, Johnny. So again, Johnny Long, yeah, our history goes back far. And I was excited to have him on and I knew that's what was going to happen. So um, yeah, you know, it's never too late, you guys, really. I mean, you you take advantage of the fact, like Johnny said, you, you get to, you got the pen and the eraser. And I think many of us don't use the delete button enough when we're writing our story. And if you have a bad sentence or something's not working or not clear, get rid of it and start over. That's the beauty of being your own author. And never forget, you got a co-author there with you. Uh, you just got to look over next to you and find out more about it. Thank our sponsors, Chris Daniel Family Dentistry, Albert Taylor, Endless Possibilities, New Leaf Hyperbarics. If you want to find out more about that red light therapy Johnny's talking about, he's been there. Um, and Matt can show you all about that. And also rains, heating, and air conditioning. Uh, now is the time to get your maintenance done, get your fireplace clean. Oh, and don't use Windex on your gas fireplace window. It'll explode. I didn't know that. So all these little helpful tips. Thursday night on our show, we're going to join our audience over on TikTok, which is like 18,000 people. And we're going to talk about writing our own story and editing our story and that kind of thing. So that's going to kind of be a new focus for some of our shows. All right. I'm Rick Dancer. Thank you for joining me. Share this on your page because Facebook doesn't always like me. Um, and you can find us on Get Real Rick, Rick Dancer, um, YouTube at Rick Dancer TV, LinkedIn. We're on social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Rick Dancer. Uh, also on TikTok as Silver Wave. Uh, join us on those different things. We do different stuff on different channels. If you're on my website, um, almost every day or every other day, at least I'm doing a new blog 
um, with a video usually, but a blog. And it's kind of my more personal thoughts. If you're into that, if, if that doesn't interest you, then don't show up over there. But if it does, that's a place to find it. All right. Thanks again, Johnny Long. We appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Um, I have a good night, you guys. We'll see.